Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. I am the hockey editor here at Action. And joining me, as always, is my friend and professional better. You know him on gambling Twitter as So Money Sports. And So Money, we have two game twos to talk about. The Avalanche and Rangers, each one at home to go up one nothing in their respective series. I think everyone thought that uh, game one between Tampa and New York would go a little differently. Uh, but Game one between Oilers and Avalanche went kind of according to plan, although, you know, nobody's expecting an 8-6 game. It was back and forth. Um, And let's start there for game two. This will be on Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time in Denver at Ball Arena. The Oilers plus 155, Avalanche minus 180. And here's where it gets really interesting. The over-under, seven and a half. Seven and a half for the first time in an NHL playoff game since at least before the first lockout in uh, 2004 and probably years and years before that, since that was in the heart of the dead puck era. So let's start with the total because it's so interesting. Is this just an automatic? I mean, it's tough to do it, but is this just an automatic spot with where you say like, yeah, the first game just completely blew this total up. And the only way you're going to find value here is by going under. Yes. I mean, with a total like this, there's no model out there that's going to tell you to bet eight goals in an NHL game, right? It just, it, it just doesn't exist. So my numbers are never going to show for me to go over seven and a half. That being said, this comes back to that subjectivity layer that, that we talk about quite a bit. I did play the under in game one and I, I got it handed to me, right? But you look at game two. I know that my numbers are going to tell me that the play is on the under seven and a half, um, even if it's a uh, France who's starting, which which we'll talk about in a bit, I'm sure. But from what I, I, I can see that the under seven and a half is not the right play, even though my numbers are going to tell me it is. So I think that that's where, where a lot of times once you add that subjectivity, um, layer to your to your 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 analysis you can kind of see the blind spots in your numbers sometimes so for me on the total it's going to be a pass because of course my eyes are telling me that these teams are going to score but my numbers are telling me that there's value on the under so for that reason i'll stay away from the total um i can certainly understand someone who wants to play the under. And of course, I can understand someone who also wants to play the over at, at a seven and a half in a playoff game. Yeah, it's the classic Bar- Barney yeah. at the bar bet, right? Like, yeah, you look like a fool just talking to someone who who's, you know, the classic kind of stereotypical better that, that we all think lives out there that you just would say, they scored 14 goals. Look at these two teams, Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, pedestrian goaltending. You'd be crazy to bet the under, right? I think if you are, if you are hell bent on the pain, right? If you really, really hate yourself and, and trust me, this is coming from someone who really, really hates himself uh, when it comes to the NHL. Um, 
if you're going to bet the under, I would go for like an alternate total instead of the you know, seven and a half, right? Like, yeah. like go, go big. If you're going to bet the under, don't go, but buying a minus minus one thirty on under seven and a half no. uh, would, would be my, my strategy that said, I think you should just not do it. Um, it's just not going to be fun for you to do. And, and I think we're going to hear like a lot of tomorrow morning when, when, these these games in, in Canada and you know on podcasts here in the United States get start talking about these games. You're going to hear a lot of pundits be like, you know, take the over, you know, making that joke. And um, I do think that we will see more money coming in uh, on on the over than I would ex- would have expected uh, for a seven and a half in the playoff, which is just crazy. Like I said, first time in the NHL postseason till since at least 2004. That's as far back as our database goes, and. Uh, the, there were three totals at seven and a half during this regular season. Uh, all three of them involved the Florida Panthers, uh, two and one, the over went, I believe I'm sorry, two and one, the under to the under. Um, and the last time before this regular season, we had a seven and a half was back in 2005, 2006, three games in November, two of them involved the Atlanta Thrashers RIP. Uh, and one of them involved the Pittsburgh Penguins. So it's a rarity. I think we'll probably see an eight next year. This is what that's telling me, right? Um, we might see an eight. Yeah, I mean, I'm like looking at the screen right now as we speak. It's June 1st, and I'm seeing a seven and a half in an in an NHL game. I just, uh, I can't even fathom it right now. Yeah, it's it doesn't make any sense. Uh, one thing, uh, let's move over to the, to the side here. Uh, like I said, Oilers plus 155, Avalanche sitting minus 180. That's just about where it closed for game one. I will say, you know, it's hard to, in, in, in normal circumstances, trying to gather any bit of information from a game like that, the eight, six game avalanche had four, a four goal lead at one point. It's going to be hard. That said this, this kind of instance, it does work a little bit. Like I think I learned more about the Oilers than I did about the avalanche, but I would say that the Oilers kind of come out of, came out of game one looking all right. Like they were, they're, they're one of a few teams in this league that can play this wide open back and forth seesaw game that the avalanche feel the mo- they're most comfortable in, right? Because uh, they have McDavid, they have Tricital. Um, so those two guys, I mean, if they could draw up any NHL game, uh, on the you know, any type of NHL game, it would have been the that exact one, perhaps against a different opponent. Uh, but both of these teams can go north-south so well that, you know, it, it almost behooves the Avalanche to maybe not do it. Uh, and, and turn this game into more of a, a half court style contest as, as much as they can, obviously it's not in their DNA, but uh, that's where it came out. I think, I think, you know, I bet the Oilers in game one, I think I'm probably going to go right back to them because I do think they kind of acquitted themselves pretty well in that style. Let's rewind back to the last round um, Edmonton, Calgary. Um, I didn't bet game one Edmonton there. Um, and then we did bet them, of course, the other four games, but I wanted to see how that game was going. So, what I took away from that game, um, I think the final score was 9-6, right? Or something like that. So um, what I took away from that game was that, yeah, the Oilers lost 9-6, but they got off to a bad start. It was a leaky start. But what really stuck out to me in that game was their ability to come back in that game. They came back. They showed that they are able to put up goals. So that was my first question going into that series is that can this team score against a Calgary team that for the most part plays tight defensively? Now, of course, there's there's breaks that went the Oilers way that, that, that we talked about last week. But that was the biggest thing that I took away from that game. So that showed me that 
the prices are probably not going to adjust as quickly enough for that series, which is why we started showing value on the Oilers. Now you you go to game one of this game. Going into this series, um, I thought that it was in the best interest of both teams to tighten it up. Of course, that's the reason why I played the under. I can laugh about it now, but I I wasn't laughing during game one. But um, but neither team wants to play like that, right? Okay, that in my opinion benefits Colorado just because of the of the um, Oilers defense, right? They don't have a particularly mobile defense. But what the equalizer here would be is the goaltending situation. So. I'm 99% certain that Mike Smith is starting this game. Everything I hear about Koskinen, like I just, I'm not putting too much, too much talk into that at all. So assuming Mike Smith starts, he has shown like whatever you say about him, his bad starts, everything he does, he has shown that he has the ability to bounce back. Right. And, um, and he's shown that in these playoffs, but Colorado is going to be downgrading here. I'm assuming that Pavel Francis is, is going to start. So that's in my eyes, that's a big downgrade from Kemper, um, who we've discussed can 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 get streaky, but he has given Colorado solid goaltending. So if Edmonton showed me game one that they're able to score, even though I don't agree with them trying to go end to end, and then you look at that game, the score was two two. There was a controversial offside, which which should have been a goal, but that's neither here nor there. And then they quickly give up a power play goal. So all of a sudden we go from a 2-2 wide open game um, to 4-2. And at that point, it just kind of avalanched against the Oilers. So I think that the game two um, side is going to be, um, right now it's it's at 155, 157. So I do see value on the on the Oilers there. Once Pavel Francois does get confirmed, uh, money will come in on the Oilers. So I'm going to be joining you on the Oilers. And that is something that we should get in front of pretty early here. Just look at the series lines real quick uh, before we move on to the next one. Um, Oilers plus 350, Avalanche minus 475. And the Avalanche are now odds on minus 115 uh, to win the Stanley Cup. So... Colorado up one nothing, but like I said, like you said, there are some kind of wobbly things going on with with the Avalanche. The most important is isn't goal with uh, France. So let's talk about the game two for between the Lightning and Rangers now. As we shift to Friday night, this will be another eight p.m. start Eastern time. The over under here is five and a half. The Lightning minus one twenty right now. The Rangers even money. The Lightning are plus 105 to win the series Rangers now minus 125 after an impressive game one performance. You know, you can add some context to what we saw in game one. I thought the lightning were my, my kind of predicted script for this game was that the lightning would be rusty to start and then get their bearings. What ended up happening was I was actually kind of impressed with Tampa in the first period. Uh, and then they started to to show that rust and, and they were just not sharp in their defensive zone. Uh, you give the Rangers credit. They are, they've just been incredibly clinical. Like anytime the Penguins, Hurricanes and now Lightning have made mistakes or given them uh, opportun- extra opportunities on offensive zone shifts, uh, the Rangers punished them, even against Vasilevsky, who well, was fighting it a little bit tonight. Uh, he definitely was not sharp. Igor was, especially in that first period. Some some really good opportunities for Steven Stamkos, who I know scored, but uh, him and Kucherov had some good looks in front and just couldn't con- convert. So uh, now we get into the 
I mean, it is, it is now an age old question. This is now the third straight season. We're talking about it. Uh, Tampa Bay of course is uh, 17 and 0, 16 and 0, whatever it is at this point uh, against uh, after a loss over the past 10. Now this will be their 11th playoff series. So uh, 10 playoff series. Of course they haven't lost any of those playoff series. They've won 10 in a row. They won two Stanley cups in a row. Uh, you're going to hear all about this, this streak that the lightning are on a lot of times that, narrative budges the lineup on Tampa Bay because people will bet into it. So I guess the question is now, like, what are your thoughts? I I think we can safely assume a better um, performance from Tampa Bay in game two, but I also don't think that this matchup for them is, is, is tricky in that you, you really right now with the way the Rangers are going, like you can't afford mistakes. You can't afford slow starts because they, they're just punishing everything. Their power play is clipping at like 33% in the playoffs. And over the past, you know, eight or nine games, it's, it's much higher than that. It's, it's, it's been a, just a clinical performance from the Rangers. So at these prices, what are you thinking for game two? There's not too much I can take away from this game in terms of matchups uh, because there was, a lot of elements in play. You you touched on um, Tampa Bay off the long rest, uh, possibly being rusty. And you're right. We, we saw that as that game progressed. So I'm not going to penalize Tampa Bay for that. Um, I'm not going to penalize Vasilevsky for his leaky performance. Uh, the team itself has, has earned that right to receive the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to discredit Rangers too much because of that. Because again, it's not their fault, right? Like, it's not their fault they play backup goalies. It's not their fault they Tampa Bay could have been rusty. You just need to beat the teams in front of you. That's all That's all you can do. So there's a lot of potential narratives there that we can just push aside for now because if they are true, then there's nothing we can take away from the matchups. What I can take away is that Tampa Bay closed this game at minus 120. Now, if there's nothing new I can learn out of the matchups, if there are narratives in play, then we need to see where that line goes. At minus 120 for game one for a team that could be rusty, if that gets any lower, I think it's too short for Tampa Bay. So then I'll be on Tampa Bay. But you also have how you mentioned this... How can I say it nicely? This um, this this streak, which is the bane of my existence, um, that I hear too much about. If that gets bet into, then then the Rangers are going to get pushed up. So in that scenario, we're going to be too high on the Rangers. So basically, what I'm saying is that we need to wait where this line goes. Right? Um, I'm willing to bet Tampa Bay or on minus one twenty. I'm willing to bet the Rangers if we can get back up to plus one eighteen, plus one twenty area. Yeah, and another thing to to point out, and and I, I kind of alluded to this in the last episode with with the rust. Uh, we we know from the NHL bye weeks, and we know from past experiences when when teams come off of sweeps, um, long layoffs just aren't beneficial right away for yeah for teams. However, now the Rangers have played the maximum amount of games plus four ish overtime periods, um, so they're looking at in total. Since the playoffs started about a month ago, they're looking at 15-ish, 16 games, basically. If you add up all the overtimes and whatever, um, 16 high-stakes games. Uh, whereas the Lightning have played, they played game seven against the Leafs, then they they played, so they played 11. So while the, the rust is a problem for game one, the longer the series goes, Tampa Bay's rest 
yeah. should pay off. And, you know, I I talked about this. I wrote a preview for the series in the New York Post. Like I said, alluded to in the last episode. That's why I I didn't mind the buyback opportunities on Tampa Bay after if they did lose game one, um, because we knew that they weren't going to be at their best. They wouldn't be at their sharpest. um, And the Rangers are team built to kind of capitalize on that kind of stuff. Now that they're down a game and I see the line is plus 105 in the series line, I'm tempted by Tampa Bay backing Tampa to win the series, but I'm also like, this is the type of game and the t- excuse me, the type of series type of matchup, a two nothing lead for the Rangers at home as well. If, if they do buck this, this trend, like that, I, I would still be interested is what I'm trying to say in backing Tampa Bay. I, I, I don't mind buying low on this, this lightning team. Uh, they've, they've proven to us time and again that they'll pace themselves, right? They'll do what they need to do to, to get a good feel for the series before um, they, they start to really come alive. So uh, I'm still bullish on Tampa's betting value uh, in the long term because I do think eventually the rest will pay off. And, and like you, I, I think the way it's lined right now, Tampa minus 120, Rangers even money is a play on Tampa for me. Uh, if it flips, then we'll be looking at the Rangers. But I, I really don't know where this line will go because, man, this Rangers team now has won four games in a row, games six, seven, and now one. So, so three games in a row against uh, you know good oppo- opposition when they were – either an underdog or basically even money. They've won six in a row at home. They're six and one, I believe five and one over the last seven or so games in the playoffs. So at some point people are going to start betting into this Rangers team. And I know they they do have their skeptics because of their underlying metrics and the quality of of goaltending they face. But I I really wonder where this, where this line goes. Um, But that's just a long winded way to say that at the current price, uh, I like the lightning. Uh, any final thoughts for you? Maybe the total, what you saw out of the goaltenders looking ahead to game two? It wasn't surprising that that game went over. Um, I was a little bit surprised um, with um, with Vasilevsky's play, but but again, he's not a guy that I'm going to like spend too much time on about like dissecting his play or anything. Like he'll he'll be fine. Going forward in this series, um, I see again that the under five and a half is going to be juiced. Um, I just normally with two great goaltenders, two teams that can lock it up, I would be looking at the under, but I've mentioned this a lot in today's NHL, like even, even a five and a half, like it, it needs to be a special, like a really special spot to go under, uh, under five and a half in this league. So reluctantly I'll pass there. Um, I know that my numbers again are going to show me under, but I'm not going to get there. So total is probably going to be a pass for me. And I am leaning towards Tampa Bay right now. Um, and it's going to be fun to hear about that streak for another couple of days. Hey, you get to actually bet into it this time, uh, yeah, perhaps. <laughs> um, all right, so that'll do it for this episode of Line Change. Uh, we'll see you on the other side of the weekend. We're on the Oilers. Right now we're on the Lightning, uh, and we wish you the best of luck with your Game 2 and 3 bets. <laughs> 